Welcome to the April 7th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly. I'll be your host today. Thank you for joining me. Today we'll be reading Proverb 7. Before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone within the sound of this broadcast. Lord, I pray that you open their ears to hear, their eyes to see, and their hearts to receive what you would have in store for them today. Lord, I pray that you would give them revelation and something good will happen by them joining me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's begin with Proverb 7, verse 1. My son, keep my words and treasure my commands within you. Keep my commands and live and my law as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers Write them on the tablets of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your nearest kin, that they may keep you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. For at the window of my house I looked through my lattice and saw among the simple, I perceived among the youths a young man devoid of understanding." passing along the street near her corner, and he took the path to her house. In the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night, and there a woman met him with the attire of a harlot and a crafty heart. She was loud and rebellious. Her feet would not stay at home. At times she was outside, at times in the open square, lurking at every corner. So she caught him, and kissed him. With an impudent face, she said to him, I have peace offerings with me. Today I have paid my vows. So I came out to meet you, diligently to seek your face, and I have found you. I have spread my bed with tapestry, colored coverings of Egyptian linen. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, Let us take our fill of love until morning. Let us delight ourselves with love, for my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him, and he will come home on the appointed day. With her enticing speech, she caused him to yield. With her flattering lips, she seduced him. Immediately he went after her, as an ox goes to the slaughter, or as a fool to the correction of the stocks, till an arrow struck his liver. As a bird hastens to the snare, he did not know it would cost his life. Now, therefore, listen to me, my children. Pay attention to the words of my mouth. Do not let your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths, for she has cast down many wounded and all who were slain by her were strong men. Her house is the way to hell, descending to the chambers of death. Let's let's key in on verse number one. My son, keep my words and treasure my commands within you. Okay. So this is going to be an opportunity, and I will do this from time to time. So basically, 
the main purpose of this podcast, I will refresh your memory for those of you who are brand new or, you know, you know, why are we doing this? Well, because of wisdom. And I'll review that the book of Proverbs was written by King Solomon, many consider to be the wisest person who ever lived. And I will remind you of a couple scriptures in 1 Kings chapter 3 and also in 2 Chronicles chapter 1. Solomon asked God for wisdom and he gave it to him because he asked him for it. And also I'll remind you in James chapter 1 verse 5. It says, if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, and he will give it to you. So today what I'm going to do is just introduce you a little bit to the Bible. And for those of you who are really not at all familiar with the Bible, we're going to go to the Gospels. And the four Gospels are the beginning of the New Testament. The Bible is broken into the Old Testament and the New Testament, the Old Testament has 39 books. The New Testament has 27 books. And we begin the New Testament with the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And of those four Gospels, three of those people, Matthew, Mark, and John, lived with Jesus. They were his apostles, disciples. Okay, They were part of the twelve. But Luke was not. So I'm going to just give you a little bit of background about Luke. Luke lived, he never met Jesus, okay? He lived after Jesus had been crucified. So he was more along the lines of Paul. Now, Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, but Luke wrote the Gospel of Luke, and he's also known for writing the book of Acts, but the reason I want to talk a little bit about Luke is because Luke had studied about Jesus. He had heard about him, and I believe he was fascinated by what he had done. So he did a lot of research and a lot of things about Jesus. He learned about the stories, what Jesus had done, all of his miracles. And it says in the book of Colossians that Luke was a physician. So what I'd like to point out is whenever you read the book of Luke, the gospel of Luke, think of him as being a physician. <clears throat> and when I think of a physician, I mean, I think he wanted to give people a prescription for how they should live their life so they would be made well and that they would be whole. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce you to Luke in the chapter 18, and we're going to begin on verse 18. And this is called the tale of the rich young ruler. Now a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and mother. And he said, all these things I have kept from my youth. So when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, you still lack one thing, sell all that you have and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come 
follow me. But when he heard this, he became very sorrowful, for he was very rich. Let's talk about a few things from this key story. One of the first things I'd like to do is maybe, I know that some of you are not used to reading the Bible all that much, but what I am going to try over the course of the next 26 years, and that's another story, but I believe God has asked me to do this podcast until I'm 90 years old. So um, stay tuned. (laughs) But anyway, I would like for everybody to hopefully begin to start reading their Bible on a regular basis. So for those of you who by any chance do not have a Bible, I am going to recommend that you get a Bible. But one of the most important things that you have to do is get a red-letter Bible. And you say, what on earth is a red-letter Bible? A red-letter Bible is important because if you have a red-letter Bible, every word in red was actually quoted from Jesus. Those are the actual words of Jesus. So if you really want to get closer to Jesus and learn about him and find out who he was, it's important that you know his words. So we have heard from Luke, and now I'm going to introduce you to Matthew. Now Matthew was also with Jesus. He was with him while he was on earth. And Matthew was a tax collector. Okay, so he was kind of considered the scum of the earth. He was, people hated Matthew. But anyway, I want to talk to you about a key verse, Matthew 6.33. For those of you familiar with the Bible, you will know this well. Okay, it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. But I think at the very beginning, for those of you who were here at the beginning of, you know, last week when we began, I said, you know, I don't like hearing one verse without understanding the context of where it came from. So what I'd like to do is go back to Matthew 6, I mean Matthew 6, and we're beginning in verse 25. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or, What shall we drink? Or, What shall we wear? For after all these things, 
the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Guys, very simply, what Jesus is telling us in this story is that God loves you. And if you seek him first through prayer, all of your needs will be met. I think that's awesome. Now, I'm going to go and go back just a little bit. Now, I've introduced you slightly to Matthew, and he was a tax collector. But Jesus went to his tax collector's booth, and Matthew had heard about Jesus. He heard about the stories of Jesus. And he said, you know, I would really kind of like to follow him. So Jesus went by his tax collector's booth and said, come, follow me. And he immediately left his task booth and went and followed Jesus. Now, there's a lot of things to be learned from this story. First of all, Matthew was very rich, okay? But he was rich at the Jews' expense because he collected more taxes than he should, okay? He worked for the Roman government, and Jesus was, I mean, Matthew was not a good man. And so he had been forgiven much. So now, from now on, when you read Matthew's account, think from this perspective. Matthew used to be a tax collector. So when he writes his gospel, it's usually from a point of grace, okay? Because he had been forgiven much. But what I'd like to do is just read one quick story, and many of you people have heard of this. It's called the Beatitudes, and this is how we are to live our lives. This is just a quick snippet of what God would like us to do in the way we live our lives. The Beatitudes is found in the Gospel of Matthew, verses 5, 6, and 7, and we're going to begin verse 5. Chapter 5. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Okay, I'm just going to quickly go really quickly on all of these verses. Blessed are the poor in spirit. So here we are talking about the humble people. And there's a number of times in the Bible where it says, 
Jesus looks at the humble people and he resists the proud. So humble yourselves. That is how we are to live our lives. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Mourn here, we're talking about people who are less um, wealthy than we are. People who are the poor, and we are to... We are to look out for them. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. In one of the Gospels it said, I am meek and lowly of heart. This is Jesus himself. He was meek. Okay, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Wow. Righteousness for the right thing to be done in the world, in everything that goes on. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. I want a thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. We are to have mercy on people who are less fortunate than us the widows, those people who are beggars, were to be merciful. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Guys, we're to bring peace wherever we go, if we can possibly do that. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Guys, that's a brief snippet of how we are to live our lives. And I know I've asked that for wisdom, guys, I think if we live life this way, we are being wise. Because this is what Jesus has called us to do. So anyway, I will never close a broadcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. <coughs> so if you would like to take that step today, I would ask that you repeat this prayer after me. For those of you who are in the kingdom and already know, you can follow me as well. Let's bow our heads. Father God, thank you for sending Jesus to earth. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on a cross for me. Thank you that you have taken away all of my sins. I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that prayer today, I'd like for you to reach out to me. I'd really like for you to just stop what you're doing, write down this email address, <coughs> send me a quick email with any questions you have. Let me know that you prayed this prayer, and I will get back with you. My name is Bill Kelly. My email is B-I-L-L-K-E-L-L-E-Y-0807 at Proton, P-R-O-T-O-N, mail. M-A-I-L dot com. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, I'm going to close with a quick blessing for each of you. Thank you so much for joining me today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I invite you to join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.